One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Star Nation loves this young man. Now arriving on Cultaholic Island. It's a whole lot of dude. It's only Crash Jackson. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, trying to stay cool. Over here in the States, in Ohio, it went from uh, summer to winter. There there was like two days of fall, and it's been super cold. So Just whoo, straight into, straight into the, uh, yes, the, yes. The, the, the coldest, coldest of winters. Is that normally what happens in Ohio? Uh... Kinda. So it'll be really cold and then it'll go back to, and it'll be like, oh, this is a great fall weather, like low 70s, high 60s for a few days. Then it goes back to just being cold. Like today is miserable. It's really cold. It's more windy. And that's what makes it even worse because the actual temperature isn't that low, but it's the, it's the wind. It's the wind that's making it real bad. Would you say you're more of a summer person or a winter person though, Crash? Um, I would definitely probably be more of a fall person just because uh, I've spent so much time playing football throughout my life and just being like in the fall, uh, just out there on the football field, just going at it. So that's my, that's my weather right there. Like the high sixties, low seventies, but I do love to hang out on the beach. That's I, I love it. Like getting out on a boat or anything like that. I thoroughly enjoy it. No, I, now, love a, I will say as a kid, though, I definitely enjoyed winter more, but that was just because it would get me out of school. Oh, but, yes. <laughs> but now I'm like, man, if it's this cold, like I hate it because like now I'll be miserable at work or if I have to go outside for anything, it's going to be miserable because it's so cold. I'll have to put on several layers. Uh, and like if it snows, I just, work still goes on and <laughs> like but uh but but with the autumn with the fall you're in the middle aren't you you get a bit yeah, of yeah. the best of both worlds don't you yeah a little bit that that uh hoodie and shorts weather oh there you go that's it that's my favorite <laughs> i love the fact that um away from weather because being british we love to talk about the weather uh we've done that now box ticked uh, i love the <laughs> fact that uh we got put together because of my colleague ross tweddle who yeah. hosts <laughs> wtf moments and uh <laughs> There, there was the sign. 
uh, in an episode of WTF Moments from AEW mm-hmm. saying, hi, Crash, sign Crash Jackson. First, I'm thinking, no, AEW don't need any more signings. Fan with a sign, you silly goose. But then I'm thinking they clearly need a locker room leader and someone to mediate all the bitch fighting backstage. Wow. Crash Jackson, whoever the bollocks you are, come on down. Did you see that sign as you were watching AEW or did you hear about it through Ross? So uh, I wasn't watching the pay-per-view at that point in time yet, but someone had sent me a screenshot of it. And it was like, hey, man, have you seen this? I was like, seen what? And then the picture came through and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Who's doing that? So like, I, I literally had no idea. Then I was like, okay, I have to watch and I want to see it for myself. And then like, I started watching, it was after the pre-show. It was like maybe two matches in. And then I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so it, it's kind of cool to see stuff like that. Yeah, I, it, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great tribute to you. I mean, when uh, Cody was doing the uh, TNT, with Cody Rose, the AWTNT mm-hmm. champion, he was doing the call-outs. I know yep. your name came up a lot online. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I mean, again, how does that sort of feel to, to be somebody that whenever there is, whenever there's an opportunity, someone's crowbarring Crash Jackson into the conversation? <laughs> Uh, it, it's really humbling, uh, just because, uh, where I started in wrestling and like how I started, uh, it, I'd never thought I would be even as far as I am right now, even though like, I'm not like signed to a company and I've not really traveled internationally yet, but, uh, I have done, uh, way more than I ever exceeded to, uh, already in this wrestling business from whenever I started. Cause I legit only started to do it because uh, I needed a hobby because I wasn't playing football anymore and I needed some sort of athletic outlet of some sort. And I found my way into wrestling, which I grew up as a wrestling fan, but then went away from it whenever I started playing football. I want to get into all of that as we go through uh, three wrestling matches, Crash, that you would watch while stranded, metaphorically, on a desert island. Uh, we're going to go through them one by one, and uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them individually. But what would you like your first match to be, Crash? Uh, the first one isn't even actually a match. It's more of a segment. Oh, okay. Uh, this is different. So it's, it, it's honestly like my first true uh, wrestling memory. Uh, it's whenever uh, it's during the uh, WCW ECW invasion angle on WWF. And it's the episode whenever uh, Vince is trying to get Stone Cold to join WWF. And he's like, just like not talking to him. He's like hanging out at the bar. And then the final segment of the episode, everyone's beating up all the WWF guys. And then Stone Cold just comes in and his truck and starts molly whopping and making his way all the way to the <laughs> ring till his music hits and that the place just goes insane and he just gives everyone a stunner and like if the invasion angle would have ended right there I, that would have been that would have been perfect the way it ended i wasn't a fan of but that's a whole other thing but just like that whole that entire segment that build up through that entire episode of raw was just chef's kiss like i love it i'll go back and watch it all the time constantly we watched it recently we do a a classic smackdown podcast here at cultaholic and we would we're just we've just got a 
gone past the inaugural Brawl Invasion mm-hmm. 2001. So we watched the SmackDown um, before that, which was the, the sort of the build up to that segment that you're choosing, mm-hmm. which is Vince McMahon in the ring going, I need the old stone cold. Yeah. And begging Austin to give him a stunner and Austin leaving like dejected because like he doesn't know who he is anymore. And then you get those segments on Raw of, of Austin, you say, in that empty bar with Undertaker g up the WWF locker room and then classy mm. Freddie Blassie getting mm. everyone to stand mm. up. And it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's powerful, isn't it? And like you say, the invasion had ended there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd have all had a lovely time, but it didn't. Uh, what, I mean, this one though, where were you as a wrestling fan or as a as a person when you watched this for the first time? Um, I was at home. Let's see. Yeah, I was watching Raw with my dad because uh, uh, Stone Cold is was both of our uh, as our like all time favorite wrestlers. So uh, seeing like we were like utterly confused like what was going on with him, and so then seeing him kind of come back through it and then just beating everyone's ass all on the way to the ring to give everyone a stunner. That was like, Oh, he's back. Like little, little kid, uh, crashes. was just going insane. Like, uh, it's really those triumph triumphant moments that you like have, like whatever, like your favorite, like sports team, like, wins like the big game or like a championship or something it's like i kind of felt like that for me because he was my favorite so then he he made it through all the way through like the stuff that he was going through and then was able to just just kick everyone's ass because that's what you expect out of stone cold and it was just amazing (laughs) was was watching wrestling with your dad a regular thing uh yes every monday uh we were we we didn't just specifically have like we weren't just like a wwf family we also watched wcw so we were channel flippers so we would just go back and forth during commercials and stuff like that because we also had favorites on wcw just like how we had favorites on wwf and we just love the fact that we're getting so much wrestling all the time so who got who into wrestling here uh he from my recollection, uh, he's the one that got me into wrestling because uh, I don't remember wrestling before watching it with him. So, <laughs> yeah, like he, I, like I said, the first like true wrestling memory I have is that segment of during the invasion angle. Now, there's like uh, I had VHSs from uh, like a Survivor Series thing randomly it was like a collection of like the best survivor series moments from well this was i had this in the 90s early 2000s so it was from like earlier 90s like 80s and stuff because it had it talked about like uh uh the undertaker debuting and stuff like that on the dvd so like i watched that dvd a lot <laughs> or dvd vhs sorry the dvds weren't a thing then <laughs> oh it's 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 fine it's fine v- vhs is date you but there's something quite special about owning a vhs yeah, wrestling tape yes. that you that you that you watch and rewind and watch and rewind and watch and mm-hmm. rewind there's something very powerful about it um when so let's go back to your crash jackson at this age watching invasion 2001 what was the plan at this point away from wrestling was it football because i know football was 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 pretty much your first love 
Oh, actually, wrestling was my first love belt. Oh. Uh, like, I didn't know, like, how I could get into wrestling at, whenever I was younger. Uh, but I knew, like, some of the wrestlers that I would watch on TV, some of them used to play football, like Goldberg and some other guys like that. So I was like, oh, well, I like football, and I'm, like, getting into football. Maybe that could somehow find – my way to wrestling eventually but after after some time whenever i got really serious uh spending all of my time watching football talking about football studying football like uh the the goals kind of shifted a little bit i wanted to try to be a professional football player at whatever type of level i could get to uh and then i went to college and played football but then stuff happened like nothing serious just like monetary stuff happened and i had to like kind of just drop out of school so then uh i went from playing football to coaching football at my uh, uh old high school and middle school and then i started wrestling around that same time so i found my way back to it because football was kind of out of the cards at by that point do you think it was in a weird way a bit of a blessing that these, as you say, these monetary issues happened that sort of led you on the path that you did? Uh, looking back at it now, yes, 100%, just because uh, the experiences that I've had uh, in wrestling, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, just I, I've met uh, a lot of great and amazing people that I'm still friends with from my time playing football for all those years. Uh, but the same thing like i've met a lot of great and amazing people in wrestling and had uh just bigger and even better experiences because of wrestling so uh yeah it's definitely a blessing in disguise for sure what would be some advice you would give to somebody who's listening to this who wants to pursue football because as you say you kind of got into it as a way to get into wrestling but then once you started living and breathing it you mm -hmm. loved it um what would, advice would you give to somebody wanting to come in and, and follow a, a football path? Uh, the best thing uh, is to be coachable. That's that's like a huge thing because if you can't take criticism from your coaches uh, and uh, have them help you fix things that might be wrong with whatever you're doing, like if you've already started, if you're not coachable, then you're not going to be a good player. No one will want to – have you on their team, I guess, if you want to go to college and play football, or even if you get to the point where uh, you could play in the pros, uh, no one wants someone that's problematic and uncoachable. So that's the biggest thing, honestly, because uh, there, there are some things you can't teach when it comes to uh, just wrestling or just sports in general. Uh, you can't teach size and you can't teach speed but you can teach everything else. So if you're able to out technique people, even though you're not as fast or maybe not as big as them, the technique will shine through because eventually speed wears down as the game goes, but technique doesn't. Now, um, wrestling training came through. Um, I, I know in, in Ohio, there's there's some big names that people think of. When they talk about wrestling in Ohio. They think mm -hmm. of Dave Christ and they think of Sammy Callahan. Uh, mm -hmm. How influential were those guys in getting you to where you are today? Uh, very influential uh, because, like, 
I originally started wrestling in uh, in Kentucky. I went to uh, this like local indie promotion that was like 15 or 20 minutes away from my house. They ran, they ran monthly. And uh, a buddy of mine that I graduated high school with, he got me, kind of helped me get my foot in the door there and meet people. So that's where I originally started and trained. So I just kind of got collectively trained by the guys that was on that roster a little bit. And I only had like six training sessions uh, before I had my first match, which I shouldn't have had my first match that day. But when it comes to the wrestling, people just cancel, don't show up, whatever. And they needed to like fill out the card. And there was only three, three other guys that were like readily able to wrestle. That was like regular, regular guys on the roster, uh, a valet, and then two trainees, which one of them was me and the other one was my roommate. But in Kentucky, uh, you have to get a uh, license. You have to get licensed before you can like train and compete as a wrestler. Uh, so my license was online so like it shows that i'm an active wrestler so i got it's good to go uh, and they're like hey a bunch of people didn't show up or canceled uh do you have any gear i was like no <laughs> i do not <laughs> i do not so i had to borrow a singlet from a guy i didn't even have wrestling boots yet or like wrestling shoes i didn't have a name picked out uh nothing uh so it was that's got to be weird, though, having that. And you hear, you'll hear stories like this, uh, and it happens at every level. I think Bandido on AEW the other week was like, I'm here, but I haven't got me, me, me kit. So uh, they had to sort of make do with what goods they had. So that's the weirdest thing, wrestling in other people's rig attire. Like, yeah, that has to be a yeah. strange feeling, especially it, when it's your it, first match as well. It definitely was, but, uh, you know, it was also a really kind of cool experience because then – if I would have went and did that and had that match and, you know, if I would have been like, you know what, actually I'm not, uh, I like, uh, I could have very went like went in there and just like not been a fan of it. Like, okay, I don't really want to do this. I tried it, but I'm, I'm, I'm done. So then like, that would have been like, okay, no harm, no foul. I didn't spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on wrestling. That's very true. Yeah. So, uh, that, in that situation, like if I would have ended up like not enjoying being in the ring and all that, then I could have been like, you know what? All right. I, I gave it a try and I didn't end up wasting any money. Uh, but yeah, so you, <laughs> but you I said, ended up, I fell in love with it though. Like immediately. So when you know, you know, right. Yeah. And you know, exactly. you know, when yeah. uh, you said at this point, like you, you've never had a match. They went right. You, you, you've got the license. You've got some gear. And you even said they haven't even got a name yet. Mm-hmm. So where did so where did Crash Jackson come from? Was that like a last minute spur of the moment thing, or is this something that's been bubbling away for a while? So uh, Crash Jackson came like a month or two later after that. So the I didn't have a name picked out yet. Uh, so the ring announcer, which was the owner's uh, wife she just randomly like gave me a name as I did my entrance. I didn't know what it was, but uh, she called me the, uh, the golden tank Rex Howard. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Off the top of the head, that's not a bad name. No, it's, it's surprisingly not, but it was funny 
because I wasn't wearing anything gold. <laughs> That's even better. I had a I had a borrowed red and white singlet, and that was that was it. I had some knee pads. <laughs> there was just nothing gold on me whatsoever, and it was gold underpants. If anyone asks, gold underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have been probably. a gold G string underneath. If anyone asks. <laughs> So was, was it a real, was it like a Mad Lib then? Just to go the little, Golden yeah. as, Tank as far, Rex Howard? As far as I know, yeah. Like, uh, and I've seen them, uh, well, not recently, but within the last like, couple of years. And uh, they said she just came up with it on the spot because my actual, like, last name is Howard. Right. So she kind of took that and made that out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a first and last name so that way you can seem more like an actual person i <laughs> I, I was like okay <laughs> so uh i was hanging out with one of my buddies uh and i was like man i need to come up with like a name and he was like all right let's just just run through some names and so he just started just just running off names off the top of his head and then he got to uh he got to crash I was like oh I like that. And then I was like, all right, we got to think of a last name. And then he started just kind of the same thing, just rolling off last names. And then we got to Jackson. I was like, they kind of like, uh, it just kind of seems, it felt like it just like flowed together. Um, and I was like, but I want to spell it differently because 
it's wrestling. Why would I spell it like normal? <laughs> <laughs> so, plus, plus so, yeah. you you want it so when you search Crash Jackson, yeah. there's not many other options it could be other yeah, than you. Exactly. Search engine optimization. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but that's and and it's so it's just as simple as that. It just let's reel off a bunch of first names. It's real off the lot. and just when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like whenever he said Crash, I was like, ooh, like it just kind of just kind of clicked in my head. I was like that I could. Yeah. And it's to the point now, most people like even people that know me outside of wrestling, they most of the time just call me crash. <laughs> so, or, or at least one person calls you Rex. Uh, one, one, one person, at least one person <laughs> on planet Earth calls person. you Rex. Uh, hey, let's get into your second match, Rex. Uh, so we've had so far uh, the, <laughs> the the old Stone Cold returning at Monday Night Raw ahead of Invasion mm-hmm. 2001. Uh, what would you like your second match to be? Or segment? We're open-minded. Uh, so this one would be uh, Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi, uh, Ring of Honor. Stunning. Why, why does this just... one jump out? Uh, well, I've studied it a lot Uh just because I'm very heavily influenced by like Jap like a lot of Japanese wrestlers. Um it's just the brutality of it, you know, like the just two big big beefy dudes just you know what they just start going at it. Like initially like the beginning of the match it's kind of like a little slow and then they're just like, you know, this isn't working. And so they just start throwing at each other and it's just i i don't know it's it's very entertaining to me i don't know if it's the the human to me that i just like to watch people just beat the crap out of each other or what but it just i don't know the first time i watched that match was like yo that that was it that's like top and it was just just fantastic especially just like watching how they control the pacing and like how much like the crowd is into it. And it's just something that I strive to have, to be able to do just like them is be able to kind of go at my own pace while I'm wrestling and not have to try to copy some of these other guys that are just a hundred miles a minute, which there's nothing wrong with that. I have also part partaken in that style of wrestling, but now I appreciate the more slower, slower pace because one, it benefits me <laughs> the best. Uh, and two, you're able, I feel like you're definitely easier to uh, kind of manipulate the crowd and have them react and give you what you want out of them. Can you remember where you were when you watched that match for the first time? Uh, I was doing cardio at the gym <laughs> for wrestling uh and i found it i saw it on youtube that was the first time i watched it that's gonna help your cardio <laughs> if you're training yeah yeah uh i definitely try to match like if, if especially when i'm on the stair climber i try to match uh the pace of the match that i'm watching so like if it speeds up i'll speed up if it slows down i'll slow down that's a unique way of doing it. I was curious as to how, like, watching a wrestling match would would help or hinder your your training regimen. But uh, no, that's that that kind of makes sense. How often, like, what is your gym regiment out of interest? Uh, 
it's kind of like a hybrid between like a athletics kind of bodybuilding powerlifting it's kind of it's a very it's a mixture of all these different like styles of like programs and everything that i've done over the years from like the workouts that i did whenever i played football to uh whenever i was like quasi training to powerlift and uh just different things i've picked up along the way so it's you get a little bit of mix of like type of because like uh wrestling business is like very visual so like you want to at least you definitely have to look like you're strong uh and then you also actually have to kind of be strong in a lot of situations because sometimes sometimes uh people sandbag <laughs> and that happens so if you don't want your move that that you're trying to hit on the sandbacker if you don't want it to look like shit then you definitely got to be able to be strong enough to lift a a 200 pound person and lift them up over your head or whatever the move is that you're doing. So when you talk about that, um, when you mentioned sandbagging, is there a particular moment that springs to mind when you're talking about it? Uh, no, no, I'm honestly, I've not really encountered sandbagging too much. I've heard of like other people, like get it, like having to deal with it. Uh, the, closest thing to anyone sandbagging me would be like if someone was just maybe got blown up and like they're just oomph wasn't there for like them jumping for something but like it wasn't it wasn't a big deal just because i am i was strong enough to like pick them up and do the move or or whatever it was that we were doing so like there is i've never really had like a moment in a match where man that guy's sandbagging me or anything like that. So I've been relatively lucky with like all the people that I've shared a ring with that never had to deal with it. And let's hope that stays. Cause no, that's no good for anybody. That's no good for anybody. Crossing <laughs> yeah, all the things. fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, we, we, for predominantly in 2018 and 2019, you were, you were a fixture rock star pro wrestling. I think mm -hmm. a lot of time was spent uh, there. That promotion is not running anymore. We've seen you doing stuff at wrestling revolver, uh, you know, following along with Sammy Callahan, Black Label Pro, you popped up uh, in GCW as well this year. Where would you say currently is, whilst you get around a lot, sir, is that currently like a home promotion that, that you you would say is, that's that's me, that's me home base. That's where I'm currently basing uh, myself. I would definitely say uh, the Wrestling Revolver is my is my home. That That's my home. Uh, Black Label Pro is the second, the second home, just because... Like the first time, the the op, the first opportunity I had there uh, was kind of uh, an accident, if that makes any sense. So uh, Brian Keith was supposed to wrestle uh, Damo, uh, and then Brian he got hurt and he couldn't wrestle, and so uh, Mikey uh, at Black Label was trying to find a replacement for the match, and I guess he was talking to Sammy, and Sammy was like, "Put me over." to Mikey and he was like all right like we'll bring him in and we'll see what's up so I had that match and then Mikey loved the match <laughs> so then like after that I've been he's brought me in and booked me on every show since if I'm if I'm available like if it doesn't coincide or uh conflict with like maybe a revolver uh booking or something like that so that's a big uh that, that, that's a big ask for your first night yeah. there big demo 
yeah. uh, formerly Killian Dane mm-hmm. in, in NXT. H- how was that as a challenge for you, sort of mentally, as well as physically? Because, you know, big, beefy boys and all that. But especially yeah. mentally, like, how did you find working with, with Killian Dane slash Big Damo? So uh, it was super easy. Like, uh, he's very easy to, like, work with and just he's a, just a great person a great guy uh and at that point in time uh i was i've always kind of been a thicker bigger dude and i have uh for whatever reason i used to always just try to shy away from that i wanted to show that i could oh i can do uh these hurricane ranas and this lucha stuff that all these like smaller guys that are like 180 pounds can do uh but like never i never really had anything pop off too much as far as like opportunities for wrestling because they would get like uh, oh that was cool but then that'd be it so uh at that point in time i was slowly starting to finally lean into being the big guy and being like a, a hoss or whatever other type of like name you could throw out there to describe us bigger guys in the wrestling ring. Uh, and it was definitely going to be a challenge just because like Damo, he's lived that and he's like been at that like top level that I want to get to. So like, I want to try to show off as much as I can to, and be like, I can hang with people of that caliber, but also not, uh, shit to bed and show that like oh well well I made my trainer look like a doofus because he he put me over <laughs> <laughs> so so there was a lot going and in, going into it because I didn't want I didn't want it, Sammy to look bad because he put his like stamp on me and then also I didn't want to have a bad match because it's Damo like no. I watched him I watched him on NXT like he doesn't want to be on the indies wrestling guys that are the shits you know he wants to wrestle he wants to wrestle like top guys or at least guys that can that can go so i wanted to give him that so, did, yeah. did he offer any any sort of thoughts feedback criticism concern after the match with you uh yeah uh he gave me some like good good critiques uh i i don't remember them directly offhand Cause like now it, uh, some of them are just kind of like ingrained as like kind of second nature for me. But uh, later, it was like a couple of days later, I, I hit him up on Twitter and I thanked him again for the advice. And then I asked him like for, if he had any more things about like trying to wrestle like a big guy. Cause I told him the whole, the whole spiel. Like I just told you that I've always tried to like steer away from it, but now I'm finally leaning into it. And it's working out. And like, if there's anything else that he could like, maybe like give me or tell me or anything I should like look for or anything like that. And he wrote uh, just a book. Like I scrolled like three or four times (laughs) in the DM. I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't, I didn't expect him to, to like write that much. I expected, Oh, like you just do this, this, this. Cause I don't know. Like, everybody's everybody has their own life to live everybody's busy but like the fact that he took took the time out of his day and wrote like that long and thought out response like that that means the world that means like he cares and he wants to like help people and see other people get better 
which is like it's amazing whenever you find people like that because not everyone is like that I think it's a testament to, to you as well that he would have gone, well, this somebody here's somebody that genuinely is worth me taking the time out to to offer some some feedback for. So that must have been that must have felt really special for you as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely did. And uh it was really cool because he told me like after the match that he would love to do it again like anytime, anywhere. So we just gotta just gotta find somebody else to get uh Crash versus Damo round two. <laughs> there's the word get that across crash team around too i mean promoters he's, he's still the the progress world champ yeah i mean <laughs> oh <laughs> i could come get over yourself to the over here you I could come over to the uk time. i would oh, love it crash would you would bl- you would love the uk the uk would bloody love you sir that should be a thing i'm i'm dying for it uh i've got my passport and i'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> Passported and ready to go. Hey, yeah. we've got another match to choose um, before we uh, before we wrap up today. But before we get there, I like to spring mm-hmm. this on people. It's uh, nothing bad, I promise. Um, okay. As well as taking uh, three wrestling matches to an island, I'm also asking you to take with you, and I just want to get like an instant response on this, uh, a movie, an album, and a luxury item. So by a luxury item, it could be something with sentimental value, a bit of technology, something useful for the island, maybe, whatever your heart desires. Uh, if I was to say to you, you could take a movie with you, Crash, what movie would you take? Um, Kayfabe. Oh, the wrestling one. Yeah. That's now, like, that's my favorite movie. Anytime anytime I come across, uh, if I'm at a show and I'm talking to like some, some of the, like the younger guys, uh, I asked them, I was like, yo, have you seen Kayfabe? And they're like, no, what's that? And then I explain it to them what the movie is. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, I'll watch it. And then if they're riding with us, whenever we're coming back from the show, I'll, we'll watch it in the car. I'll make them watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Like, uh, I just watched it for the first time, like, earlier this year. Like, I, I had never seen it before. Because uh, uh, me and my roommate, uh, he's also a wrestler. We were uh, just watching wrestling stuff on YouTube one night. And then we, we were, we somehow got into the rabbit hole of like watching kind of like shoot stuff and like some documentaries or whatever. And then that popped up. We were like, what's this? And then we watched it and I was, I fell in love with it immediately. So I've watched it probably 20 times this year. <laughs> so if you're in a car with crash, you're going to be watching kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, especially if you haven't watched it. But if you want to watch it again, I'm down to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> How about an album, sir? What album would you watch or listen to, rather? Um, probably anything by Breaking Benjamin. Nice. There's a deep cut. That's uh, they're like my, like definitely like one of my all-time favorite bands. So did you discover them through wrestling the same way that I did? I believe it was the soundtrack on one of the on one of the, the WWE SmackDown games. Uh was it uh Firefly? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then uh I heard they had another song on a uh MX versus ATV game, like a dirt dirt track like game. Was, was I never this- had it. My my one of my cousins played it because he was really into like dirt bike racing and stuff like that. So he had had it on his PlayStation two and uh, one of them had a breaking Benjamin song 
on the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken. I'm so. pretty sure they did. I've had I'm gonna Google it and see if I can find what the song is. It just no, it blow me away. Yeah. That's the one. I believe that's on there. Well, there you go. Great, great shout. I haven't had Breaking Benjamin in ages. Uh, and uh, a luxury item crash. What would that be? Um, Probably probably my phone, just because like it's so it, it's versatile. It can <laughs> like, do... That's a good shout. Some, it can do a lot. Like, I can, I can watch Kayfabe on YouTube. <laughs> or I, or I, can, I can play games on my phone. Um, but yeah. Uh, or I can... How to get off... <laughs> a desert island. Desert island. <laughs> how to build and raft. <laughs> um, what's, what's an app that you've got on your phone that people would be surprised that you have? Um, surprise. I don't know. Let me look and see if there's anything that like sticks out. Um, I tend to. Have you ever see those ads of those like like terribly made like games? <laughs> yeah, I tend to where... download. I tend to download those all the time just to, just to play them, and then I'll like low key get addicted to them. And then play, like, now, now there's them. two types that spring to mind. They're the ones where like dress this woman up for a date. Or there's zombie survival game. Collect all the things. Yeah, yeah one, of the, one of those. <laughs> one of those. There was this one. It's called Water Water Sort. And it has like, you, it just has like these different, these, oh, you can't really see it. It has, oh, it's blurred. But it's got like these different vials and like there's like different colors. And then you have to like sort through and whatever and try to get all the colors, like all the same color in one vial. And there's like several colors. Uh, I've got to level 208 before the last time I played it. So, so I played it a lot. Just something, just something that's kind of, that you can put all your focus on when you need to come away yeah. from the world for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's this other game I used to play it all the time, probably like three years ago. And then for whatever reason, I stopped playing it. And then I saw an ad for it. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that game. And I downloaded it. And I'm, I'm addicted to it again. It's called Arch Hero. It's called Arch, Arch Hero. Arch Hero. No, I'm not familiar with that one. What'd you have to do? Uh, so you have like there's different characters uh, like throughout the game. Uh, you'll start off with like one character. It's kind of pretty basic. Like, there's nothing special about them. And then like you'll just try to uh, go through these different like stages or these levels. And like some of them only have some of them have 50 rooms. Some have 20. Some have 30. It just kind of depends. Some of them will have like different types of monsters, and like you, uh, it's kind of automatically attacks. You just have to like move your character around and try not to get hit by the enemies. And you can like level up your character and level up his stats. It's a little RPG ish, which I love like RPG games. So it's definitely part of the reason why I like playing it so much because the the yeah, the getting like the different like equipment leveling up the equipment and like now they have like uh, on certain characters they have different outfits so you can unlock different outfits so that your character can look different or whatever so it's the sheer excitement of a game like that you know when it's got you when it's like it's like quarter to midnight and you're playing and you're playing and you're like yes i've got a blue shield and it, <laughs> you realize yeah. actually five hours is now passed yeah 
Yeah. That's how they get you, Crash. That's mm-hmm. how they get you. It's infuriated. Yeah, uh, we're going exactly. to get to your third and final match. Uh, we've had uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin go-home segment from Monday Night Raw. You're the first person to have a segment on Desert Island Graps, so congratulations, sir. Breaking, hist- breaking barriers, making history. Um, you, we also had Kabashi and Samoa Joe from Ring of Honor. What's your third and final one going to be, sir? Um, so I'm at a little bit of a toss-up on this one. Um, I'm stuck between uh, Takeshi Morishima versus uh, Claudio from Ring of Honor when uh, Takeshi was the world world champ for Ring of Honor or uh, the Okada versus Omega uh, two out of three falls match. Ooh. Both strong choices for different reasons. The mm-hmm. two out of three falls ones, which goes, I think it goes an hour and a half, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez, that's a that's a tour de force, that is. That's the, and, and with that one as well, um the 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 Claudio uh Marishima match is just a scrap. And it's brilliant because mm-hmm. cause cause Marishima is as Ring of Honor champion was was fantastic. He just yeah. like he didn't look like a wrestler, but just walked around like this sort of bold like this this hairless king kong and yeah, just yeah threw people around yeah just ran <laughs> ran through people just his world title run was was very fun to watch because he had a bunch of like high quality matches during that because a close third was his match uh with uh Brian Danielson. I was gonna suggest that one because that was the one where Brian Danielson said I won't shave until I've beaten him and just grew his hair and grew his hair and grew his and hair. That one, uh, they were, uh, he like hurt his eye in that one. Oh, so he was, did he have an eye patch going into it or was it? No, after? no, that, that was the beginning of his like eye injury. Right. That was the one. Ooh. Because he caught him with a boot uh, on the outside, uh, right, like in the eye. And then like he started to kind of like work, work his eye a little bit more throughout the match. But the challenge is, the issue is, when it comes to um, the Omega-Okada match, you've kind of got three matches. The way they put that together, you've kind of got mm. three matches in one there. Yeah. But they're very distinctive, like, 25, 35-minute spells. And then there's the break, and then they come back, and they go again. Um, I don't envy a decision. You have to choose one. <laughs> um Oh, the concentration. If you're listening on the podcast feed, the concentration <laughs> on Crash Jackson's face is is unlike anything we've had on the show before. Um, I'm going to ha- probably have to say it's going to be uh, the Morishima versus Claudio match. Oh, good shout. Yeah. You couldn't have gone. You, it's a champagne problem. You couldn't have gone wrong with either, to yeah. be fair. They're both, they're both great. But uh, would you would you say, like, from that, uh, Morishima Claudio match. I'm kind of thinking about the, the style that Morishima has, and I kind of draw some comparisons to how you go. Is there stuff in that match that that you maybe have in, tried to incorporate in what you do, or has inspired something that you do? Uh, I mean, I have studied a lot of uh, Takeshi Morishima's matches a lot, so there's uh several things uh, that definitely has. Uh, found its way into a move set or a or or something like that of mine uh i definitely i 
I love the backdrop driver. That's like one of my favorite moves. It's one of my favorites. It's definitely one of my uh, signatures. You definitely watch a match of mine and I'm probably, I'm definitely like hitting that at least once. If people (laughs) want to keep up with where your matches are, Crash Jackson, where can people find you online? Uh, So you can either catch them live on fight whenever I'm wrestling for uh, the wrestling revolver. Uh, IWTV for black level pro um, as some of the other like local promotions uh, like uh, war wrestling uh, wrestling in respect. Uh, they've been they're on their 20th year of wrestling. They will put their uh, replays on high spots network. Um, and then I have been trying to be more active in getting my matches and putting them up on my own YouTube. So that way it's a little bit easier for people to find my matches. So they don't have to pay to like go and watch just one single match, which I'm going to wait until after it's been a little bit of time. I'm not going to straight rip a match off of a live stream. And and like next day, put it on YouTube for free. I don't want to take money away from, uh, from my employers. It's very kind of you. It's very sweet of you, sir. <laughs> uh, this is gonna, this is actually going out. I didn't mention this to you at the start. So we're recording this on well, on Tuesday, the eighteenth of October. This mm-hmm. is going out on the nineteenth of October. So this is going out, oh. out the day after we record. So let's look ahead to this weekend crash. What's the plan this weekend? Are you are you competing? Are you out and about? What's what's um, down the road? I actually have an open weekend this weekend. Um, I am. Uh, celebrating my birthday on the 21st, which my birthday, my birthday is on the 20th, but that's a Thursday this year. So I'm throwing a party uh, here at my house. So Tom, you're invited. If you want to make the trip, I was going to say, I was going to say I'm livid because I haven't had an invite drop in my letterbox for, uh, for crash Jackson's birthday party. I'm furious, quite frankly, but yeah, I'll uh, be there. No worries. Get a flight real quick. Adam Adam Pachita is going to charter me a flight. I'll be with you. I'll, br- uh, I'll bring a crate or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So birthday weekend, I, but then after that, what's going on? On Saturday, I have a wedding to go to. Um, because uh, the last wedding uh, that my girlfriend wanted me to go to with her, I uh, I backed out on and went and took a uh, a booking, <laughs> and she was oh, she was not happy about it. <laughs> so if you are if you are a promoter that's also an agent of chaos um book crash jackson for saturday <laughs> no it's 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 too late it's it's too late i've already like we've already like been working on like making sure our arrangements are in order because we have uh several pets <laughs> oh so so we got we got two dogs and five cats. <laughs> oh wow, that's a busy house to so pet. Yeah. So who's looking after? Who have you? So like, I'm sure could they not look after themselves at this point? There's so many of them. Uh, the cats are kind of they just kind of do their own thing. They do, don't they? Cats? Uh, the dogs. Uh, well, the one dog, he's almost like a cat. He he's he's older. He's really chill. Um, he just like likes to lay around and sleep. Uh, our newest addition. Uh, she is a just just a ball of energy uh, she is uh she's like some sort of like mixed breed uh 
like some sort of like bully, like some like pit bull or something. Uh, but she's only like a year and some odd months old. So she is still very much a puppy, but she is huge. She is, uh, she's large. I know you get bigger, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> she's, oh, a, no. she's a sweetheart though. Uh, we named her Bailey because uh, Bailey is my girl, one of my girlfriend's favorite wrestlers. So oh. we named her Bailey. Well, that's gorgeous. Well, look, I'm glad that it's all the, the pets <laughs> are sorted for the weekend. Um, enjoy your free weekend. And uh, I'm excited to see what the rest of the month holds in store uh, for Crash Jackson. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you'll be a WTF moment on the channel again very, very soon. <laughs> maybe, hopefully. Maybe <laughs> not Maybe not. Maybe not for like a bad reason, though. No, or no, maybe. no. For, oh, only for a good reason. Only for a good reason, you know. You know, you're. Uh, you want. I want you to live long enough to be a WTF moment, but not long enough to become a botchamania. There's a. There's a fine line <laughs> between I'm the two. I've not been on there yet. <laughs> I can check with Matthew and see if there, there, <laughs> there's anything there's, rolled up. There's like one specific moment that I that I know for a fact that could go on there. So, uh, uh, Rockstar had a. They were doing a joint show with uh, Impact in 2019 at some point like early 2019 uh or it might have been yeah no it was 2019 and it was a live twitch uh special and me and another guy night wings we were going for uh stereo uh topes uh like over the top rope and I forgot to flex, like flex my foot. So my foot is flat. And so my foot <laughs> catches the top rope and I go straight down to the floor face first. Jeez. Like teeth first. Like my mouth was open. I was like, oh, mouth first on the ground. Oh, no. Luckily, the first thing I checked is see if my teeth were still in my mouth. <laughs> Luckily, they were. I somehow didn't end up with a concussion or a broken neck. <laughs> Out of interest, um, how soon is it when you land a move like that and it goes wrong and you go, okay, let me check all the important bits. My brain, yeah, teeth, yeah, legs are there, arms are there. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com uh, How soon after that does your brain go, ah, shit, this is going to be on Botchamania? <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
Almost immediately. <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.